This is a podcast from Partnerships for Wellbeing. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Ways to Wellbeing from Partnerships for Wellbeing here in Inverness. I'm Jess Zinsky and this week I'm flying solo because my usual partner in crime, Nicola McKenzie, is off sunning herself in, well, Edinburgh, I think. But I'm not alone because I have a guest in the studio and it's Helen Black from Salvation Army Inverness Resettlement. We're going to find out a wee bit more uh, about that. But I have to say, uh, this is a first for us, Helen, because we don't normally have guests in the studio in our red light zone in here. Uh, we've been doing everything in Zoom for the past few months, so um, you're very welcome. Thank you. So, um, Helen, your job title, Service Manager at uh, Inverness Resettlement, is that right? Yes, that's right. So what does that involve? Um, service Manager, it's a housing support project that we have in Inverness uh, and the Highland Council give us all the referrals. So if somebody goes to the Highland Council and needs some support with housing, uh, maybe they don't know about benefits or the moving house and they need social work fund or um, tax help or debts. Um, it can be anything really, you know. We have people maybe that are liberated from prison who are going to be put into maybe a and b accommodation and they need their benefits sorted. So we have a staff team of 11 support workers who we nominate to, depending on the, the person, to support the, the person with all these needs. And what happens is the council give us the referral to see what needs they need and we just continue to feed back to the council when these needs are met and then they we make sure that they can sustain their own bills and uh, their housing needs and then we can move on to the next one. You make that sound very simple but it's not simple at all is it? I mean no. even I suppose you're teaching someone how to live independently sometimes. Yeah we have flats as well that we run for the Highland Council and we have a couple for care and housing um, and that is people that are quite vulnerable who have never really lived in a tenancy on their own. Some of them are as young as 16. Um, so the support workers support these people to sustain their tenancy and show them how it is to pay bills, how to even use a washing machine, how to cook. Mm-hmm. All these sort of individuals that a lot of young ones or even older ones don't know how to do and haven't been told. And what we do is we feed back to the council on how they're doing. So we have a review thing every 12 weeks with the council to see how this person's getting on and they actually get points, more points towards getting their own tenancy. Mm -hmm. And so once we feel, the staff feel and myself feel that this tenant is ready to move on, we contact the housing officer and we have a review with the, the client to see, you know, if they're ready to move on. And the client actually puts a, a... they pick the areas that they have to, they would like to stay in, and if it's in Renes or Easter Ross or mm-hmm. Nairn, because that's the areas we work in. Um, and then we wait for something to come along, and the staff then would make sure all the benefits are in place, get the social work fund for them, which is um, their flooring, their white goods, furniture, mm-hmm. depending on you know if they're working, if they're not working, depending on what they're allocated from the council. Um, and then they would support them for a few months to make sure they've got all the uh, bills in place, they've got their direct debits set up and they feel confident in the area that they're staying, making sure they've got a GP nearby or, and they're registered with a GP and all the other things in communities, maybe community centres, introduce them there and make sure that they're safe before we can sort of move on and let them move on. Now, I know you can't talk about individual 
people or individual clients, but we are talking about perhaps people who haven't had the support network of a family or, or parents have shown them some of these things, is that right? Yeah, that's right. There's many of the people that we have that have actually fallen out with their family and this is why they're in the situation they're in at the moment. Um, we also, I also ran another project which is called Housing First. Um, probably people have seen it in the news in the paper and that's for people that have been homeless many times um, and we actually give them a house straight away and well as soon as we can and we have a wraparound support. That's a different service that my support worker works in the Highland Council office with an NHS practitioner, a mental health uh, practitioner and a housing Highland Council housing officer and together they work as a team with this clients. We have 13 clients at the moment and it will be escalating soon. It was a pilot which started two years ago <clears throat> and that's two years now up so they're escalating this up in Caithness as well and this has worked really well and been really successful. We've got some clients that have never returned to, to prison and mm-hmm. at the time maybe they kept repeatedly going back and forth to prison so a lot of success stories there and it's all to do with the support network if they're needing some help they've got it you know wrapped around them you know they're on the phone most days to see how they're getting their medication making sure they're attending you know drug treatment and stuff like that so it's worked really well and the government are actually looking to put a lot of money into this in the next 10 years. Now, you've talked about people as young as 16, mm-hmm. but um, it's people older than that as well. Yeah, we get a lot of old people too. We work with people, all adults, it's from 16-year-old and upwards. We've had people 75 before that maybe, you know, are not managing their tenancy. They're hoarding stuff or, they're, you know, they're not looking after themselves. So we also try and um, put them in touch with social work. You know, we'll do, go in and see what they need and if the social work can get involved, you know, to see maybe they need... We're only short-term housing support, so maximums are about two years with one person. Um, so we try and put them onto social work so they can get more support hours from them because we only work like nine to five, Monday to Friday. Now, you're part of the Salvation Army. Uh, I, I suppose we could say the civilian branch of the Salvation Army. I think people have, have learned a lot more about the Salvation Army in recent years. It's it's more than just the chaps in, in uniform. It's more than just the silver band at Christmas time. People have heard of the kind of family tracing element of the Salvation Army. Probably less well known is the kind of work uh, you do. I mean, why is the Salvation Army doing this? Why isn't it just the social work department? It's the... The Salvation Army, it's called HSU, which is the um, Homeless Services Unit. Mm. Now, William Booth, when he started this 150 years ago, this is what he did. He took people from homelessness into the church. So we're a sort of a separate identity to the church. We do work with the church here in Inverness, which is they supply food on a Wednesday morning from 9 to 12 and a Friday morning from 9 to 12. And before lockdown, we introduced a lot of our clients for luncheon clubs and preschool nurseries there, but that hasn't opened up at the moment. So hopefully in the near future, things will be changing again. Um, but um, we used the hall as well, a lot for activities in the past, but as I say, because of lockdown, we haven't been able to do that, but we are looking at doing that in the future. Okay. Let's talk about you, Helen, and, and why you became involved with the uh, with this work, I suppose, I mean, that was about 12 years ago. Something happened in your life that, that led you in this direction. Yes, it was 12 years ago and I was working in the job centre. Um, and we were seeing all these people who were foreign people come to the job centre, couldn't speak, 
the language it was very difficult and their benefits and stuff like that and they weren't able to work because they were living in B&Bs and accommodation which is very expensive for them to live in and I felt it was really a shame for people like that to you know come in and have to sign on and couldn't really afford to go and get a job because it was costing too much so I saw this job for the Salvation Army in when I was in the job centre and it just suited me perfectly I started off as a project worker um, a relief project worker three days a week and I just felt you were helping people at that time in my life I didn't realise at the time but my mother had passed away in January and uh, she was homeless and she came from the Faroe Islands she was pregnant so um, I think it must have been something like that and she had a big family we came from 10 10 children and we all were brought up really well from a council estate so we had lots of experience with lots of friends and family members with you know lots of issues like you know with um benefits and people not being able to work and drugs, alcohol and my own sister died at 42 of alcohol. You've talked a lot about family. Um, we, we were having a chat yesterday and you talked about the, the support network that that family gives. Mm-hmm. That's still very important to you, isn't it? Yes, very, very much so. And that's what we feel here in Inverness Settlement. The staff here are like family too, the people we support, all the staff, you know. Before lockdown, we used to have them coming in and out, all the clients. And it was like family, I knew everybody, but at the moment, you know, we're starting to get back that way now. Mm-hmm. But because of lockdown, we weren't able to see people, you know, the staff could see them. And we worked like in Easter Ross, Inverness and Nairn. But uh, the staff would go to their homes and not have them so much in the office downstairs, yes. But I wasn't seeing them the same as what we used to see them. So we need to get back into that way of working with people because they felt more like family, you know before this lockdown came along. And I think that's what they need. They need to be part of a family mm-hmm. uh, and feel that people care about what they're doing for them. Um, and we do have people even phoning us afterwards for some help when we've ceased support, but maybe they've needed one or two things and staff will just help them out depending on what is the need. Now, I remember chatting to you um, recently and you were telling me sometimes you lose sleep or you lie awake thinking about your clients, is that right? Yeah, um, through the night sometimes um, some incidents happened or something in town and um, I, I, I always sleep really well at night, I go to my bed because I'm exhausted but maybe through the night I'll wake up and solutions come to me thinking, oh I'll do this, I'll do that and it's always been like that in my jobs, all my jobs really. Um, so I might have thought I was going to do something before I went to bed but in the middle of the night I realised that no, I'll do it this way. <laughs> And it's just um, seems to work better for me. So the next day I've got a solution and uh, I can sort the issues. Sleep on it and, and solutions come to you. Um, so you've been in this job one way or another for 12 years. First of all, as a support worker, now you're the boss here mm-hmm. in Inverness. And I should explain, you're just along the corridor from us here at Partnerships for Wellbeing. So we do see all the, uh, the your hardworking team and, and the people who work there. But in that 12 years... What's changed? Well, when I started, I got the job because I came from the job centre and the Salvation Army had flats in Inverness at the time. They supported people. It was just 14 people in the flats. And when I came over, it was to be a floating support worker to help people with benefits. This was a new sort of thing that was coming out 12 years ago. And that's why I was recruited, really, So I, because I knew about benefits and stuff like that and finance. So, that, as I say, from then till now, now we have, like about 76 clients on outreach which is in the community 
from Nairn, Inverness and uh, Easter Ross as far up as Tain. And we have, I have Housing First as well. We have 13 clients in Housing First. And we've a new project that we've just started. Um, we've got funding from Scottish Drugs and Alcohol. And that is to for a peer naloxone workers to work in the community. And this is naloxone is um, a substance that you can save people's life with. People have probably seen it all over the place. All my stuff have had training on it. Uh, and they carry it with them at all times because if somebody overdoses, we can um, resuscitate them until the ambulance comes, you know, so it's one of these things. So it's very important and the government are wanting to make sure, I think a lot of other police and stuff like that are going to be taking this along with them too. Because, uh, so we're, we've recruited one peer naloxone worker and we're looking for more. Um, and what they'll be doing is going to maybe uh, chemists and, you know, cafes and stuff and showing people who may be family or friends how to use naloxone. So if you've got a daughter or son or cousin or uncle or that, this person can have an naloxone in case and save their life, you know, if necessary. So that is a project that's just starting off at the moment as well. The drugs issue really is a blight on society. Is that something that's worsened as well? Oh, I mean, here in Inverness, where people might imagine it as a lovely tourist city, you know, but uh, we're not removed from the issues that they have in Glasgow and Edinburgh. No, there's been so many overdoses locally as well as, you know, in Scotland. And this is why they, they're, they're doing this, the government, because they're seeing there's so many deaths and they could be prevented if they have this naloxone. Um, and we've had a few deaths in the past, in the past few years, you know. It's very sad. But it is the drugs and it's mixing drugs that the people don't know what's in them. I mean, you very much are on the front line, though. I mean, at the... I don't want to say the rough edge of society, but the kind of the front line of society. You're seeing the underbelly of society in your job that other people might not see, number less, or pretend doesn't exist. Yeah, I know. Um, we do see a lot, and a lot of people are unaware of this at all. You know, unless you're working in this sort of uh, area of work, um, we work very closely with all the social workers, housing officers, and. New Craigs, all the different agencies, and they all work really well together, and they really do care about the clients. Everybody does. Even the job centre, you get a lot of people say, "Oh, don't like going there," but they're only doing their job. We say, and my staff, I've got a really good relationship with the job centre, especially with young people and stuff. You know, if they're not turning up for their appointments, mm-hmm. uh, they're very sort of lenient, and sort of the staff will take them and make sure that they, you know, give them a chance to instead of getting all their money taken off them and. Um, they sort of give them a second chance to turn up for these appointments because sometimes a lot of the young ones they just don't seem to get up in the morning they sort of sleep in the morning if they're not working and they forget about appointments or their phone doesn't work or they've run out of top-ups for phones and stuff like that so it's hard (laughs) I mean sometimes I'm having a hard day and by my hard day I'm talking about my printer doesn't work you know and I'll come through to the the shared kitchen we have here in in the building and I'll hear some of the things that your staff are are dealing with that seem uh, horrendous to me I mean you made a casual reference yesterday that one of your appointments today was with the police you know (laughs) which doesn't tend to happen to me very often (laughs) but again some of your clients remain vulnerable to I don't know, criminal element and things like that as well, don't they? Yeah, a lot of uh, the younger generation, or any of them really, are, are vulnerable. Um, 
especially where drugs are concerned and stuff like that as well, you know, if they start off on the wrong route and then, you know, they're taking drugs, they have to pay for these drugs, so they, you know, it's very hard for them, especially on benefits, to be able to pay off their debts, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's really a really sad thing. I think the government are looking at funding some thing to help people, youngsters. Yeah, there is a lot of criminal activity in the area, you know, all over Inverness, you know, that we hear of, um, but we don't get involved in because yeah. uh, it's very dangerous and stuff. We wouldn't want them to be involved in any of that, no. you know, but we have heard in the grapevine different things happening in the town and Scotland as yeah. a whole because we have, like, uh, lots of hostels all over Scotland, Glasgow, Edinburgh, Perth, all these different places, and uh, there's a lot of that all over, you know, with the vulnerable people that we support. Now you, Helen, uh, a few weeks ago you were talking about retiring. Uh, Have you changed your mind? Uh, I will be 66 in November this year, um, but I am going to work until next year. Um, We're looking at uh, upscaling the the staffing because we do need a lot more staff because I think with the cost of living rise and stuff like that, there's going to be a lot more people that are not going to be able to afford their accommodation. And we're looking for more. <laughs> There's not any rented accommodation in Inverness, mm-hmm. um, so they'll be looking at going back to the council and actually being rehoused. And a lot of people end up in benefits probably because of their, you know, the cost of living. They won't be able to afford to live and food, but more food banks and everything. So I'm going to stay next year and see how things go. And I wouldn't like to leave the service, you know, short at hand. I'd like to see the upscaling the staffing team and training the staff team, which they do get a lot of training. Uh, my staff are trained in harm reduction. That's to do with drugs and stuff like that. It's Instead, before, when I first started 12 years ago, we didn't discuss drugs and stuff like that, but now we try and to help the client reduce the, the harm they're doing to themselves with, you know drugs and alcohol um, and we sort of put them to Osprey and different things you know so once everything's up in place and everything's running here um, then I'll retire <laughs> Well I will believe that when I see it <laughs> uh, You've got some vacancies as well coming up haven't you? Yeah we've put a vacancy on at the moment for 40 hours for a support worker floating support worker or we can have 2 times 20 hours or 24 hours, we're very flexible I have got staff team who have children as well, so we're quite flexible about, you know, hours and if they to go off for sports and that. The Salvation Army are very caring uh, company to work for and they are very flexible, as I say, with um, families and they're all, they, we all get um, reflective practice um, and we also get emotional well-being and resilience just to for the staff to be able to cope with the job they're doing and, and work with the people we're working with. Well, that leads us very nicely into the uh, final part of our conversation then today, Helen, because even though Nicola's not here and she would normally do this uh, section, we're going to subject you to our uh, Five Ways to Wellbeing Challenge. Are you up for it? Yes, yes. Uh, you should be aware that uh, if you get more than three of these in uh, right, I suppose is the way I would put it, then you win one of our, and I'll show you it since you're actually here with us, one of our prestigious uh, podcast fridge magnets which I'm sure you will treasure for the rest of your life um, so let's go with our NHS five ways to well-being challenge so in the past week or so have you been physically active yes I love my garden so I was out in the garden for about three hours replanting and moving plants about the garden 
Um, I was walking. Uh, I've got family in Nairn. Uh, so I was walking with my family in Nairn and I'm intending walking again in this bank holiday on the Queen's Jubilee on Friday. But other than that, I don't really do any exercise. I don't get time because I work nine to five, Monday to Friday, 40 yeah. hours. And the weekends, I sort of try and see family and friends. Well, if you do retire, join one of our walking groups here at Partnership for Wellbeing. That's a wee plug. So uh, next, you get so one point on, on the scoreboard. Uh, next question is, have you learned a new skill in the past week or so? I'm trying to think. A new skill? Not, no, not that I can think of today. I'm trying to think of a new skill. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh I can't it's think of any skill. Slipping from your grasp here. <laughs> okay. What about uh, mindfulness? Do you practice any kind of mindfulness? I know my staff team do. Um, this is a new thing, and I'm in the older generation, but I've he- heard a lot of it. And, and I have uh, other managers in my team in Scotland who do mm-hmm. practice it. But my I'm, my family call me Hurricane Helen, so I'm not really the type <laughs> of person <laughs> to sit down quietly and, and meditate or think about things. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I oh. don't actually do it, but lots of friends and family do, and okay. colleagues. So um, you've not, you only still get one point here, um, and you need three. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, connecting with people are you good at connecting with people yes um, I'm very good at connecting with people I've got a really good connection with the Highland Council all the staff there are very very good um, I've, my staff team as well um, they're, they've been with me a long time I think the youngest member of the staff that's been with me is about a year and a half um, it's because we took somebody on when my staff team one of my staff went to housing first um, all the rest have been a long time, like 10 years, 16 years, mm-hmm. 8 years, 6 years. So it shows you it's, it's a good place to work. And they all say that, you know, they're staying in their job. I haven't had nobody sort of leave, you know, so which is really good. Um, what was the question again? Uh, you can, I, I'm going to give you the point anyway, because I know that you're good at connecting with people. Yeah. Because um, uh, whenever we pass in the corridor, um, you've always got a, a few words to say, so you're not... And I don't think anybody would regard you as aloof in any by any means. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so your last question. This is for the fridge magnet. All right. Don't let the pressure get to you. Uh, have you been kind to anyone in the past week or so? Eh, well, my boss was up doing my service review yesterday, I suppose. So um, I made her dinner. She stayed the night. Mm-hmm. And I actually made her a sandwich for the train um, and some fruit and yogurt, some healthy things for it's breakfast too, too much too so much. i think that's that's um <laughs> yesterday but uh helen you have qualified for our ways to well-being fridge magnet here it is i'll hand it over to you uh, look right. after that there's limited limited number of them so oh thank you <laughs> and very much thank you uh helen black thank you very much for being a great guest uh it's fascinating to hear the work that you do here with the salvation army uh, resettlement uh, centre or department or service um, and uh, I hope you don't retire too early but uh, let me know when it is because there might be a party <laughs> that's right there will definitely be a party <laughs> thank you ok thank you Waste to Wellbeing is produced in Inverness Scotland by Partnerships for Wellbeing a registered charity
To find out more about our services, go to p4w.org.uk.